On today's episode, the offense is back to being cold as ice for the Chicago Blackhawks as they lost 3-1 to to the St. Louis Blues last night. I'll get into the Hawks' continued offensive woes, whether a call-up from Rockford is in store sometime soon, and also a reminder of why it's okay to be losing so much right now. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Friday, December 30th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And by the way, Blackhawks fans, if you Leave me a review and also you prove you're subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks. In the second half of the season, I am going to be giving away two free tickets to a Blackhawks game at the United Center. So make sure to leave me a review and also make sure to subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm going to be checking here in a couple of months. Going to be picking a winner. If you're not subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks and you did leave me a review, I'm going to be picking another winner. So make sure to go and leave me a review down below on either Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, and also subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because every episode moving forward, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, make sure to go and subscribe to the channel. It only takes a quick second to click on that button. It's also 100% for free, and it really does help me out tremendously. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen each and every day. To kick things off here this morning, the Chicago Blackhawks offense, folks, is back to being cold as ice. The Hawks lost 3-1 to one to the St. Louis Blues last night. It's the ninth time in their last 11 meetings with St. Louis that they've lost. They've now also scored just 15 goals in their last 11 games. That's not a misread or anything. That You heard me right, folks. 15 goals in the last 11 games for the Chicago Blackhawks, and five of those came last Friday in the win against Columbus. So basically, other than that, the Hawks have mustered up a whopping 10 goals in their last 10 games. And in eight of those 10 games, they've scored either zero or one goal. The other two, they scored three in a 7-3 loss to the Washington Capitals, and then uh, they scored twice in their loss to the Nashville Predators recently. Other than that, it's been one goal or nothing for the Chicago Blackhawks offense. It's truly baffling how much they struggle to find the back of the net. And they're now dead last in the NHL in goals per game. So the reality of the situation we're in, the offense just, they just don't get enough looks from the high danger areas. They don't get many odd man rushes or or many true opportunities to beat the netminder. Last night against St. Louis, the Blackhawks had, uh, they were credited with, I will say, 
when looking at some of the analytics and um, natural stat trick and all that stuff, it kind of depends how they're going to judge things some night because, you know, sometimes uh, a game can have, you know, 20 high danger scoring opportunities. Last night, the Blackhawks were only credited with six. So sometimes it's a little bit of a, of a judgment decision in terms of scoring chances and high danger chances. And it can be a little bit wonky sometimes, but I also don't disagree with the stat considering, you know, I, I watched the game and the Blackhawks really never truly tested Jordan Bennington. He only had to make 21 saves en route to victory last night. And I mentioned on the show yesterday, Bennington's had a lot of success against the Blackhawks in his career. I thought it was going to be really crucial for the Hawks to chase him. It was one of my keys to victory to get after him in a hurry, be aggressive in the offensive zone, find open spaces in transition. And they just didn't do any of that. Um, and in the final 40 minutes in particular, I don't know, they might've had one or two really good looks to tie this game up. Taylor Radish had a breakaway at the end of the first period. Um, Jonathan, the Jonathan Taves line had a really good shift in the third, but like, other than that, um, they, they just didn't test Bennington nearly enough and that they had a good third period. Like the third period was strong. They, they did a good job. They possessed the puck a lot, but they didn't take full advantage of it. They didn't sustain a lot of pressure in the offensive zone. They weren't getting multiple looks in one sequence. It was, you know, get the puck in the offensive zone, cycle it around. It gets cleared, get the puck in the offensive zone, get one shot on that. The rebound is cleared and they got to start all over again. They just couldn't sustain pressure in the offensive zone. And even when they did, again, they just couldn't find the back of the net. It's really been the theme of this team all season long. Uh, and it's quite unfortunate because the Blackhawks really did play some solid hockey last night. But when you have an offense that's struggling as bad as theirs are right now, uh, just a couple of mistakes wind up making the difference in the final outcome. And that's exactly what happened last night. First off, the Blues opening goal, my Lord. Uh, what an unfortunate break for the Blackhawks. Jack Johnson goes to try and pass the puck behind his own net. The puck ends up hitting the skate of the official, bouncing right to a Blues forward who centers it. It's a two on O for the Blues right in front of Alex Stalock. Bing, bang. The Blues jump ahead one to nothing. But after that, the first period was a really impressive response from the visitors. And, you know, they worked hard. They drew a penalty. I think it was. Philip Kurashev, who uh, drew the penalty that led to the Blackhawks' man advantage. And on the power play, they were moving the puck really well, tremendously getting looks from all different spots on the ice. And eventually, Patrick Kane snipes one through the legs of a defender and past the glove of Jordan Bennington for his sixth goal of the season to tie the game one-to-one. -one. Really good screen provided by Jonathan Taves right in front of Bennington as well to take away his eyes on that shot. And then as the first period was ending, uh, it felt like the Hawks were in control. They had some wind in their sails, but right out of the gate in the second, it was pretty clear that the momentum wasn't on their side anymore. The Blues held the Hawks to just five shots on goal in the middle frame. Hawks really didn't have the puck a ton. And uh, the Blues also managed to get their lead right back after a horrible giveaway by Boris Kachuk. I, I know he saw Blackwell there when he picked his head up and was trying to make that play through the center of the ice. But when you make that type of pass, you have to be a thousand percent sure. We heard Eddie Olchek, man, still sad that Edzo isn't calling Blackhawks games anymore. It's a conversation of its own. Ridiculous that they let him walk and didn't offer him 
whatever he wanted to say. Not going to go down that rabbit hole right now. But we've heard Eddie Olchek say uh, numerous times that if you're going to make that pass, you better be a thousand percent sure. Boris Kachuk wasn't. He looked up a couple of seconds before and then makes the pass to the center ice. Blackwell wasn't in the same spot. He ends up passing it right to Josh Levo in the slot. Uh, no chance really there for Alex Stalock and the Blues go back ahead two to one. And then, as I already mentioned in the third period, the Hawks played well. They limited St. Louis to just four shots on goal prior to the empty netter. It wasn't like it was, you know, the game on Tuesday against Carolina where the Hurricanes just dominated the Hawks in the final 20 minutes and didn't even give them a sniff down the stretch. That wasn't the case here last night. But the Blackhawks, while they did have the puck the majority of the period, they only wound up with six on six shots on goal themselves. Again, they just didn't test Jordan Bennington enough. They wind up losing for the 24th time in their last 28 games, three to one final in St. Louis. So the Hawks remain dead last in the NHL at 8-22 and four through 34 games. All right, there are some quick thoughts on the Blackhawks. Three to one loss to the St. Louis Blues last night. Coming up in just a moment, I will talk about Alex Stalock's strong performance in net and whether the Hawks should consider calling someone up from the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL. But first, let's talk about the NHTSA Drive Silver campaign that's going on right now. Let me paint a quick scene for you. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many, and as the evening comes to an end, people are starting to head out. You think about calling for a ride, but Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that can happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, then think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride because it only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Segment two, how about Alex Stalock last night, folks? In his second start back from injury. His first was a 27-save victory over Columbus on Friday night. And last night in St. Louis, uh, sadly, Stalock didn't get the win, but you know he played well enough on his end to deserve one. The offense, sadly, uh, just once again, let their netminder down last night. But watching Alex Stalock play hockey, folks, uh, it, it's just a breath of fresh air for this Blackhawks team. It's fun. Uh, it's nerve-wracking. It's exciting. And he, he really just does it his own way in net. And, you know, given the current state of the Blackhawks, there's not a whole lot of fun surrounding this team this year. So it's really nice. It, it really is to have a player like Alex Stalock to kind of brighten things up, if you will, uh, with his play between the pipes. But, yeah, even prior to the injury, I thought Stalock was really good early on in the season, and I liked what I saw out of him. And since returning from injury, he's picked up right where he left off. Uh, he's been awesome since coming back from that concussion. Last night, he stopped 26 of 28 shots. He's now only given up four goals in his two starts back. As I talked about earlier, there wasn't really much that he could do on either goals that St. Louis scored last night. The first one 
was a two on O point blanker right in front of him. And then the other was, you know, Boris Kachuk setting up his boy, Josh Levo in the slot. Uh, other than that, Stalock gobbled them all up. And now both he and Peter Morazic have been uh, playing really well as of late. And I do wonder exactly how coach Luke Richardson is going to handle this moving forward. Is he going to continue to kind of use an even split? Is he going to ride the hot hand? Is he going to continue to use Peter Morazic as the starter, which, you know, that's the role that he was brought into here. Uh, I'm really curious to see how he goes about it. And when he spoke to the media recently, he he said he only had plans uh, in between the pipes leading up to this game last night against St. Louis. After that, he was just kind of going to see what happens. So uh, we'll have to see, you know, with a back-to-back coming over this weekend, I'm sure it'll be a split start, but definitely something to keep an eye on. If Peter Morazic is going to be continued to be, is going to continue to be used as the starter, or if Alex Stalock is going to kind of uh, take on that role a little bit more and not necessarily be used as a backup this season. But, you know, after both guys were injured for so much really in this first half of the season, it's just certainly nice to see them back and healthy and also playing well for this Blackhawks team. Sadly, though, they haven't been able to pick up many wins throughout the year so far, in large part due to the lack of offense that's provided on a nightly basis. And that lack of offense, Blackhawks fans, has me wondering as well if it's time to maybe try and call up a player or two from the Rockford Icehawks just to kind of switch it up, you know, and Look, I I totally understand there's something really valuable going on down in Rockford right now. And I'm sure the front office doesn't want to disrupt anything or break up that chemistry that they have going on right now by moving around too many parts. And also, while in the long run, losing is totally okay. It's the plan for this season. And, you know, scoring, not scoring very many goals leads to losses. Losses can lead to Connor Bedard. I get that. Um, but I do wonder if they just try and switch things up a little bit, particularly down on the fourth line, because I don't see them calling up a player like Lucas Reichel, who has so much value to the Ice Hogs, or Brett Sini or, or David Gust, who are lighting it up offensively as kind of older players. They're not prospects anymore at this career, and perhaps on this struggling Blackhawks team, they could be an asset and you know could be given a second opportunity. I don't know. Uh, but I, I just don't see the front office wanting to take any of those crucial guys away from the Ice Hogs. And that's why I, I feel like it would be more so a fourth liner if the Blackhawks do end up going this way. And, you know, after Boris Kachuk, his last three or four games, there was a three or four game stretch there where, you know, he was in and out of the lineup. But in terms of his four or five games worth of action, he was being productive. He was being physical. I was liking what I was seeing. It was probably the best he had played since being acquired by the Blackhawks. But last few games, I don't know what he's doing out there. Friday night against Columbus, he threw a temper tantrum, uh, gave the Blue Jackets two power plays in the third period, one of them a five-on-three, an opportunity to tie the game. And, you know, maybe Boris Kachuk got a whisper from up top from Kyle Davidson, hey, bud, we might want to try to lose this one. But um, I don't know. Boris Kachuk has just not been playing well as of late. It's got a lot of Blackhawks fans upset right now. Uh, Also, Jujar Kara is a little banged up at the moment. Mackenzie Entwistle wasn't able to go last night. Sam Lafferty had a battle through an illness to be in the lineup. Uh, Colin Blackwell, you know, who's a guy that was, I thought, 
brought in to provide this bottom six with a little offense. That's kind of what he was known for in Seattle last season, but he just hasn't lived up to, to that expectation so far. He's been getting scratched here as of late. Uh, Reese Johnson, obviously offense is not the name of his game. So I, I do wonder if the Blackhawks have interest in calling someone up who can maybe play on the third or fourth line. Someone maybe like Luke Phil or Dylan Sakura, maybe. Uh, Cole Gutman is another guy that was really intriguing uh, during training camp and has gotten off to a pretty good start with Rockford. I wonder if the Blackhawks want to give him some action in the NHL at some point. Uh, Buddy Robinson's another depth guy who's got some NHL games under his belt that could be, you know, um, a decent decision to call up just because, again, he's not the most crucial player down in Rockford. Uh, so, yeah, I just wonder if the Blackhawks are going to try and go with a different look because clearly what they have right now isn't getting the job done. And again, I understand that uh, it might be OK in the long run, but at the same time, we're still trying to build for the future here. We're still trying to figure out what we have right now. Anything's going to be worth keeping moving forward. And I just think it would be a wise idea to maybe give one of these fresh faces a shot on the third or fourth line to try and help out this Blackhawks struggling offense. Before I wrap up the show today, folks, Connor freaking Bedard. If you thought I was going crazy on the show yesterday, you ain't seen nothing yet because, well, after a seven-point game on Wednesday night, yeah, against Germany, Connor Bedard followed that up with, ugh, a mediocre six-point performance in a blowout last night for Canada over Austria. This kid is a magician out there. He's now up to 14 points, six goals, and eight assists in just three games' worth of action at the 2023 World Junior Championship. And he's already just four points shy of tying Yeramir Yager for the most points by someone who's under 18 at the World Juniors. He's also four points shy of tying Team Canada's single tournament record. Again, we're only in the preliminaries. He's only played three games, and he's also one goal away from breaking Canada's record for the most goal, most career goals uh, in competition. He's already tied uh, Andrew Cogliano, I believe it is, with 14. And oh, by the way, Connor Bedard's only 17 years old, going up against rosters predominantly made of 19-year-olds. So... While it stinks to see the Blackhawks losing on a nightly basis, just remember, folks, could all be worth it if the Blackhawks land the number one overall pick in the 2023 NHL draft. This whole tournament, it's just been a great reminder of what we are losing for. It's the chance to go and nab a talent like this, uh, a talent that, <laughs> honestly, I don't know I've ever seen before. And, you know, the closest thing I can think of is Connor McDavid and the hype that he was getting before eventually going number one overall to the Edmonton Oilers. But honestly, and this isn't to compare them, honest, obviously, we're not going to compare Connor Bedard, who's 17, to Connor McDavid, who's by far the best player in the NHL. But in terms of the buzz that they generated at this time in their respected careers, I don't even know if McDavid was generating this type of buzz that Bedard is currently doing at 17. I mean, watching what he's doing. Almost every shift, it's like he goes out there and at least one good scoring opportunity is going to come for Canada. And I get, you know, the last two games have come against Germany and Austria, inferior talent that just can't handle a kid like Connor Bedard. But 
I, I mean, it, it's not like the entire other part of the roster for Canada is going up against another team. No. And, and, you know, Brennan Othman's been great. Shane Wright's been great. Adam Fantilli's been good. There are guys who are lighting it up there too, but no one else is doing it like Connor Bedard. And he's only 17 years old. It is really incredible to watch him play. Uh, I'm excited to see him try and lead Canada to a gold medal here in this tournament. Looks like it's going to be hard to stop him based on what we've seen so far. So, yeah, trust me, Blackhawks fans, as someone who, you know, watches each and every game, been doing that since 2017, 2018, even prior to that, when I was, you know, just truly a fan before kind of having this gig and wanting to go this direction with my career. Um, I've been watching Blackhawks games basically every day since I was 10 years old. But, um, you know, no one gets as frustrated about losing as I do. As someone who now has to watch every day for a job, um, yeah, it's not fun watching this Blackhawks team, particularly score zero or one every night. I talked about this the other day. If they were losing five to three, seven to four, seven to five, it would at least be fun, but it's literally the polar opposite. The offense is terrible. Uh, even when the goalies perform well, the offense isn't able to pick up the slack, if you will. Uh, and yeah, it, it creates some very boring, dull, and frustrating hockey. And I hate it. I absolutely hate watching this Blackhawks team lose and have the expectations to lose night in and night out. But with that being said, when you realize the why behind the Blackhawks reasoning for heading this direction this year is Connor freaking Bedard. Uh, it's pretty easy to understand that this is the direction that the Blackhawks have chosen this season. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Friday, December 30th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show and make sure if you're not already to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now on your favorite podcast app. Leave me a review and make sure to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because I'm going to be giving away two free tickets to a Blackhawks game at the United Center. I'm guessing sometime in early February. Uh, so make sure to go and leave me a review either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. I'm going to choose one random person who does leave me a review, I'm going to go and check to see if they subscribe to me on YouTube. Make sure to leave your YouTube channel name, by the way, in the review so I can go and check it out. If you have no proof that you're subscribed to me on YouTube, then I'm going to go ahead and choose another winner. So make sure to go and leave me a review. I really do appreciate it, folks. If you're a consistent listener, you like what you're hearing, make sure to go and let me know in the review section and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. And that way you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blackhawks your first listen here to start off your day. Now for your second listen, make sure to go and check out Lockdown Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories behind the scenes in sports, go beyond the scoreboard with experts that only Lockdown can provide. Lockdown Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you all for tuning into the show today. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, it's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.